Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of Rework. Last week, we featured an interview with Fred Parada, the co-founder and CEO of Tortuga Backpacks. When I talked with him, he told me a pretty neat story we couldn't quite fit into the full episode. It's about something he calls his million-dollar mistake. We pick up the story with the launch of version two of Tortuga's travel backpack. So you made version two, and did you consider that a much truer version of your vision and what you were, um, what you had in your head? Yeah, still, uh, still not perfect because you know we were, uh, you know, want to be perfectionists, but uh, we're not designers by trade, so you know, it's a little bit out of our hands, and we we're kind of learning, uh, learning as we did it. But uh, it was definitely a, a massive improvement over. Over V1, that was one that we felt like we were really kind of staking the, uh, the future on. And that, that product would kind of dictate whether or not we had an actual business. Version number two sold quite well. And that kind of gets us to um, the story that you wrote about on your blog, The Million Dollar Mistake, because you were preparing version three, but you had made certain assumptions about how well version two would sell before you got to three, right? Yeah, we uh, so when we launched uh, version two, that would have been uh, second half of 2013. That one started selling much better, even just right off the bat. It seemed like okay, we're we're definitely onto something at this point. Uh, so we went through a few rounds of basically ordering as many uh, as big of an order as we could, which is typically pretty small, and then that would sell out. Then we'd place the next order and kind of repeat and keep placing larger orders that way because we didn't have the money to just say, okay, uh, our next order is going to be you know, 10 times the size or something. So we kind of went through this boom and bust cycle where we'd get stuff in stock and sell out in a few days, and then you know, we would have to use that money to, to pay for the next order. Uh, we went through that cycle for, for a while until we could scale up and actually keep uh, bags in stock in between orders. Then we decided to kind of start, start expanding the business. The idea, as we kind of headed into this time, was uh, we placed a, a big order of that V2 bag with the intention of, okay, these will last us between six months and a year. You know, they'll sell, we'll ship them out, and then we can really, really focus on V3. You know, we placed this kind of big order and took that risk, and it uh, didn't quite work out as planned. Um, we're getting ready to roll out V3, which was totally new product, uh, new look for the website, new look for uh, the brand, a revised uh, logo. Um, you know, a lot was changing, and yet we still had uh, a lot of V2 <laughs> inventory left. And we knew that trying to sell both side by side was just going to be confusing to people, and that the older products, you know, they looked very different. So we felt that, that that would kind of like hold back the brand that we we're trying to evolve into with with this next version. The the inventory that we have left was worth almost a million uh, at retail. When you did the, even if it was just a back of the envelope in your head type calculation about the value of that inventory you had unsold, I mean, what did, what did that feel like? Uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I kind of pushed off doing the actual math, you know, like you see the, the numbers of units and stuff, but, you know, at first you think, oh, well, you know, it's just a bad week or, um, you know, this random month is down a little bit or something. And then that trend continues. So um, at some point, you know, we started talking to our accounts to say, okay, if if this is the case, then what are our options here? And that's when, you know, I had to had to face up to it and do the actual math to see like, okay, what what is this actual number? And our general numbers were still uh, pretty good in terms of like month to month, uh, you know, profits and losses. It's just that 
we had a ton of inventory that we were sitting on, we just would have foregone, you know, this massive amount of money and taken a huge hit on it, which, um, you know, is obviously not good from a business perspective and, you know, uh, it's certainly an, an ego hit that you've, uh, you've screwed up to that degree. You know, we didn't want to delay the V3 launch just to keep selling through these V2s. So uh, we kind of had to make a had to make a decision there. And so we ended up having a rare, rare sale, a retirement sale to give the gold watch and send it <laughs> home. And then uh, what we ended up doing just to not you know, lose that money or whatever was uh, moving all of the the older product inventory onto Amazon and selling it there at, uh, at a bit of a discount. But a lot of people shopping on Amazon are kind of looking for for a discount or for uh, a cheaper product anyway. So that ended up being kind of a good set there. And, you know, what's interesting about this um, incident is that you wrote up a big memo and explained to everyone what happened. You didn't just keep it to yourself or just share it with your co-founder, right? Can you talk about why you decided to share it? I wanted to keep the team really focused on uh, the V3 launch and stuff going forward so that they weren't, you know, hung up on this discontinued product and what are we going to do about that? I want them to be able to focus and look forward. And I figured I would deal with, with the V2 stuff and this extra inventory. We thought we may see some uh, kind of drag on sales of the new stuff because there's also this older product. Uh, so I wanted to send a memo to everyone to, to make sure they understood, you know, what we we're doing and why, and took that as an opportunity to call out me making a mistake because that's uh, the inventory management stuff is, uh, was certainly on me. And to really set a tone with everyone that it's okay to make mistakes. We want to, you know, take smart risks. We don't want to, um, you know, be scared of mistakes and do everything really conservative. We want to take risks and, uh, you know, take big shots and stuff, but we want to do it intelligently. So I wanted to send that as an example of, okay, here's, this is a very large mistake that I did and I'm willing to own up to it and, you know, put a number to it. And most people on the team will never be in a position to, make a mistake of that same size and same dollar amount. So I wanted to be clear that, hey, if I can, um, you know, admit this, put it in writing, put a dollar sign to it, then, you know, you can do the same. When you screw up, that's fine. Like, if we try something and it doesn't work out, that's okay. But let's let's do a postmortem on that and look at it and see what happened and why, and then make sure that we're better next time and don't just keep repeating the same mistakes. Yeah, and then you took it a step further because you decided to publish that memo or at least an a slightly edited version of it on your blog, right? What was the impetus for sharing it with the whole world? I'm very inspired by a lot of the other really transparent companies like Basecamp and Buffer who were, you know, kind of willing to put everything out there. And I feel like I should also do the same or kind of pay it forward to, you know, the next generation of, of people and companies uh, behind us. And a lot of times I think, uh, my blogging and you know some of some of the company's blogging is also kind of a signal to to outside people, whether they be um, you know people we might try to recruit or um, people who would apply for a job or partners or something like that. It's kind of a way to connect with people outside the company and in a very bold way, you know, sort of share who we are. Fred's million-dollar mistake didn't actually cost the company a million dollars. They were able to sell their version 2 bags via Amazon at a discount and then use version 3 to launch a whole new category of gear aimed at serious travelers. You can find Frank's blog post about his million-dollar mistake at his website, fredparata.com, and a link to it in the description and show notes for this episode.